It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is a terrific story, and the story belongs, of course, to the Wimmera trainer in country Victoria, in Steve Lenahan, who had a day out or a day to remember there at Kangaroo Island in South Australia on Thursday. Running on Swiss time. Wide out was Cato Lake. Swiss time goes up, grabs the lead. Swiss time wins the first. In solemn promise, Duramax in front. And Duramax, is it? Uh, no, Padstow Polly, I should say. Just Padstow Polly. Similar colours wins. On still got the tenacity to come on right down the outside. Stealthy Lucas, the rail. Magno Siva, the middle. Have a jewel. I'll be gone. And Muffler, the lake closes. I'll be gone. And Muffler. Oh, don't tell me I'll be gone. Scott up. This would be some Herculean performance. It was a massive performance by All Be Gone because that was the last league of the treble for Stephen Lanahan on Thursday there at Kangaroo Island. And All Be Gone was gone at the start. It basically wanted to go to the outside fence just after the gates were released. Gave the, the field about seven or six lengths, but was still too good. And Stephen joins us on the line now. Good morning to you, Stephen. First of all, mate, it's been a few days since that day out at Kangaroo Island. Has it sunk in yet, what you were able to achieve on that afternoon. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. How are you going? I, um, I'm right back at work now. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, we, we did celebrate pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, not, not every day, like over half your horses win on the one day. So that was, um, that was pretty big. Now, did you catch any fish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we did catch some fish and I, I won there as well. So I had a good weekend. <laughs> so... Is this a, an annual trip that you make to Kangaroo Island in South Australia with your team? Well, well, that's the second time we went. Last year, uh, the races got called off day one, so we took a team of horses, and I think only one horse raced for the whole trip. But it, that doesn't matter. We we went over there for more of a social weekend, yeah, and uh, and we learnt a lot about what horse we had to take too, which was probably helped us a lot for this year. So you start the day with Swiss time at $61 and then Padstone Polly wins at $26. Now, how confident were you with those two horses, first of all? Yeah, well, it sounds like you missed the good odds. Yeah, I do. I'm just going the starting price, I should say. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, did, miss, yeah, yeah. I did miss the bloody price. You, you lost me numbers, yeah. Steve. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, now, I, um, I went over there thinking Padstone Polly could win. She's been racing well in a lot stronger class. Yeah. Uh, Swiss time, uh, look, I was trying to get him over a trip and even at 2,400 the race before and, uh, yeah, just didn't get the trip. So I decided to freshen him up and drop him right back in trip. And, um, he did a lot better than what he had been when I had him at that trip earlier. So, um, so no, I didn't expect him to win. I thought he could place, um, when I looked at the field. And I'll be gone. I expected him to win, but yeah. uh, not after the start of the race. I thought he had no chance. So talk us through the bet that you had, if that's okay. No, I don't bet, Gareth. Oh, okay. So who had the? Did someone have? Did someone <laughs> have? Do you believe all, me? No, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was. Yeah, there was a few people who had an all up. I had a little all up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's 
it's probably not as good as people think. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, there's a couple of people that I know that had a couple of dollars on yep. um, for the all up, and they they follow my horses and have a bet on them every time they go round. So that's and for those people, that's life changing stuff. So they uh, no great return. Is that extra satisfying? Like as you point out, that's life changing. How how good is that? Yeah, it. Um, it. I don't know. These people, they, they. Uh, I do get good odds because I'm small trainer. Most small trainers get get juicy odds compared to uh, your bigger stables. Um, and I guess it's worth following. Like even if they only win one in ten, uh, you certainly get your money back. Yeah. So if you just had a dollar all up, you had a bit going on, so I'll be gone anyway for that final leg. Um, what was going through your mind when I'll be gone, missed the kick and wanted to go home basically at the start and headed straight to that outside fence? Did you think, oh, we're in a little bit of trouble here? But um, what yeah, was that's going exact, through your that's mind? That's exactly where, he's, that's where his box was for the oh, week. Oh, was he? He didn't realise what was on the line. <laughs> uh, he, was going, he was going home. Yeah, no one told him. No. Uh, no well, I, I mean, I, I didn't have a big outlay. Um, no. So you know you don't worry too much, and it's um, and look, I think I had a, a Trixie or one of those bets. Yeah. So you you're, you've already won. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but it, it didn't matter. Just I just I'm not worried about the betting too much. I because they're my own horses. You yeah. race for the prize money, uh, and um, you just want to see your horses run well. Yeah. So even if they're not winning, you want to see them performing well. Um, so, but. I knew that he wasn't out of the race completely. Uh, just depended on what, what sort of tempo was in it. And they went quick, which gave him every chance to run into it late. So describe so, I, um, yeah. so describe that feeling, mate. Describe that feeling when I'll be gone. He's not only won the race to give you a treble, but the way that he's done it. Like when he's missed a kick like he has, and then all of a sudden he bursts through. What was the feeling like? Yeah, it's enormous, isn't yeah. it? Like, uh, probably a little bit of shock, uh, and especially when there's a photo it has to pop up, and you're waiting for the photo. Uh, <laughs> like, he's a tough old horse, and yeah. that must be his tenth or eleventh win, I think. That was and his a, lo- a lot of yeah. A, yeah, okay. A lot of his wins are tough. Like, he's he's flat out from the eight hundred three four wide because he's always at the back. So it's you know that he's going to keep going. But gee, he had a lot of work to do. It was um, it was a, a real buzz, and uh, I had Jade uh, Jade Smith was there beside me. She strapped all the horses, and uh, well, she probably did most of the work for the weekend actually. <laughs> and uh, she uh, and she her favourite horse is Padstow Polly, who who just won, uh, and it's just great to see the excitement on her face too. Yeah. It's just a real buzz. We were Steve Lanahan, who had a, a day to remember there at Kangaroo Island on Thursday when three of his horses that he basically owns himself and trains saluted at a big price there, and they were well backed. I'll be going around eight dollars fifty. This is the starting price. Swiss Time started at sixty-one dollars in the first, and Padstone Polly at twenty-six dollars. Steve, tell us the journey how you get to Kangaroo Island from Swan um, from Horsham. So. Basically, if you travel from Melbourne, for the people listening around the country, if you travel from Melbourne, you go down the Western Highway, um, past Ballarat, and then you get to Horsham, and that's the road that you keep keep on going to to get to Adelaide. But how do you get to Kangaroo Island with the team? 
Yeah, well, we we try and we kept them on the truck for probably five hours, which is a long time. Um, may have even been a bit more. So we we went down the highway across the border uh, to Mount Barker and turned off there, and then from Mount Barker it's a pretty windy road down towards Cape Jarvis. Um, so we stopped about an hour before Cape Jarvis at Mount Compass and let the horses off for an hour. Yeah. Um, it's a nice big yard and let them have a trot around. And then back on and down to Cape Jarvis, which is an hour onto the ferry for a good hour. Um, and the ferry's pretty hot, so not a lot of airflow. So the horses got pretty warm. And then once you get off the ferry, it's another hour drive to the race course. So it's a, it's a big day for them. Um, and we went over the night, the morning before, left early, and probably got there about 5 o'clock that night. Uh, and, you know, that's what I'm saying. You need to take the right horse that yeah. can handle that for starters and then settle away from home in a, in a little box um, and stay in that box for the three days. That, that was... Um, it's a big trip, big trip yeah. for the horses, oh, and uh, you know it's it sort of makes the horses too, like it toughens them up, ready, you know, for the future. Yeah. What's it like? How do the locals um, approach the, the the Kangaroo Island Carnival? The local, the KI people. Yeah, the KI people. Yep. Yeah, they certainly gets a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, the ferries are chock, uh, chockers uh, for the few days around the carnival with people coming in from Adelaide as well. Um, but the club puts on a great show, like, you know, quality food um, and, yeah, just good facilities. And the the island is, being a tourist island, means, there's, you know, the restaurants have got a bit of class and the, the pubs have got good food and, you know, the, and the fishing's not too bad either. Do you have a local pub in Horsham, a local football club? Yeah, yeah. Horsham's a decent-sized town. It's yeah. one of the bigger country towns. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there's a, there's two leagues that are based around Horsham, two football leagues. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, plenty of pubs, half yep. a dozen pubs. So are you a Horsham United man or a Horsham Demon man? No, I'm in the, I like the, I haven't been in Horsham forever. Yeah. Um, so I, I just support the local club, which is Laharam. Okay, beautiful. Well, it's some story when you go to the local football club for training on a Thursday night and, um, <laughs> I'm a bit old for training, mate. No, I know, but you can you <laughs> can be. I can't have a beer. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's my like yeah. I'm I'm from the Mallee in Birch. It used to be a, a, the most enjoyable part of our day when you used to go to the um to the club rooms on a Thursday night to have a beer and see the seniors train before they yeah. take on one of the local sides. But and there's always racing people around the Wimmer or the Mallee in, in country Victoria, any parts of regional Australia. And I know that the horse trainers etc. are the most popular individuals in town because we all love a punt don't we and everybody knows about everybody's story and everybody would have been cheering on your horses there at kangaroo island oh look the number of local guys that sent text messages yeah even even people that i might not have bumped into for 10 years yeah. it was just messages coming from everywhere it was uh it was um that side of it was good too it depends on who it is there's some people you know it's a you get a lump in your throat when you see that they've they've seen what's going on and you know, they've got some enjoyment out of it as well. It's, uh, yeah, no, a good feeling. Ah, terrific. Even on the means test yesterday with Johnny Hawks and Johnny O'Neill. Uh, we're talking about some of the big races over the weekend, but you were definitely my highlight over the last week or so. To do what you did there on Kangaroo Island and win 
with those horses at those prices and it had everybody talking in the racing game. You even made Andy Gaze and Andy Mars show on a Thursday or Friday afternoon talking about the win that you had, mate. So it's why I love racing stories like this. So you um, should be so proud, mate, and um, terrific training performance. You've trained the house down yeah. to, to get those horses to do what they did there at Kangaroo Island and, and get them to travel and settle in. Um, yeah, a masterful training performance. So you should be proud, Steve, mate, and um, enjoy the next week or so as everybody still talks about it anyway. I, I guess it'll be a moment like – I think life's about moments, and this is a, 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 a part of your life that everybody won't forget, the day that Lenahan turned up to Kangaroo Island and stole the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. Now, and I know what's around the corner, too. It's, it's uh, not going to be quite as high. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bump into another good horse fairly soon. Yep. No, there's no doubt about that. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your yeah. time, and well done. Thank you. He's a great man, Stephen Lanahan. What a story that is to kick off the Bet365 Country Racing Hour here on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Talking about good stories, Nathan Newton has a wonderful yarn to tell. Former jumps jockey that um, trained and rode his first winner the other day at Bendigo. He's been through hell and back the last year after injuring himself quite badly at a ra- in a race fall at Cassetton in Country Victoria. But he trained his first winner and he rode it as well at Bendigo just over a week ago, and I'm looking forward to hearing Nathan's story. So he'll be joining me straight after this here on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Cody joins us now. Good morning, Cody. Good morning, Gareth. How is your star, mate? Yeah, no, he uh, worked this morning. Uh, he had just a soft trial at um, Scone last week and come through that well. And, uh, you know, he galloped as well as he can this morning. And, um, yeah, hopefully... Uh, Stays in one piece till Sunday. So what's the strength of your heat looking like in Tamworth? Uh, about as strong as I've ever seen it, to be yeah. honest, Gareth. Yeah, you wouldn't believe um, it, would you, mate? Yeah, no. It, 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 we've, obviously, with Scone, they've just got some terrific horses and terrific trainers down there, and uh, it makes our heat um, very strong, as is the Goulburn sort of the heat. Yeah. Wagga can be strong, but... Um, Predominantly, uh, just going on ratings, how high you've got to be to be in a, in a uh, heat. Uh, ours is always pretty much the highest. But your horse has been trained for this race. He defeated a really good field, nearly a similar field, you could say, to take out the Country Cup there on the Gold Coast, which was worth a lot of money there, that Magic Millions race. Um, so it might be a little bit tough in the Country Championship, but you definitely got the horse that can go all of the way. For sure, for sure. Uh, he's um, building up a great record now, for sort of five from 15, and he's won at Tamworth. He's trained here. They're all things that um, should help him, and I think I've just worked out how to uh, train him best way to sort of yeah. space in his runs. He hasn't run since uh, the Gold Coast, just had a soft trial. And, um, yeah, he's probably the, the one box he hasn't ticked is the 1,400, but um, he had a go in it last year. Willie Pike rode him, and he was just... He was too immature and struck a really wet track. And he's a, he's a different horse to that horse 12 months ago. So, um, yeah, I think he'll run well. So Ezekiel went around, of course, on the Magic Millions Carnival. And um, I think I pronounced your horse. It's a difficult name to um, say. Oh, but I've had, a few, so. I've had a few yeah. text messages, Gareth. You can't get that wrong. He's an NFL player, they tell me. So we've worked it all okay. out now. Um, yeah. yeah. But that was 14. That was over the 1,200 metres. But it was on him. 
was in testing conditions. Does that also give you a little bit of hope? Yeah, for sure. And obviously, Luke Murrell um, from Australian Bloodstock does all his form and sectionals. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of things there uh, to suggest that he was very strong on the line at 12. And, uh, you know, he feels that he's pretty comfortable to, to run the trip out. So what barrier draw do you want there come Sunday? Uh, geez, I, I would like a, a single digit, probably anywhere from sort of, um, yeah, one to, one to eight with him would be ideal. He does have good tactical speed, but, um, yeah, when you're going out to the trip for the first time, um, drawing soft uh, helps. Yeah, but you're pretty confident, mate. I, I am. Um, I've got a couple others there that uh, I think we've got, I've probably got, uh, I've got four in it. So yeah. uh, hopefully one of them can put their hand up. It's um, it's always a very hard race to win. And uh, yeah, the Scone horses, they're coming up in numbers this year. So uh, we'll have to be at our best. So has the market got it right with your runners? Um, is, uh, is is EKL the, the, the favour of your four? I would say not, to be fair. Okay. Uh, Gareth, I reckon a horse like Suguzu uh, that's come up from Melbourne, he's, he's got form at Caulfield and things like that. And it's a it's a set weights and penalty race, uh, the country championship. And uh, Zeke will carry 54 at the Gold Coast, and he does have to go to 59. And um, that that's uh, and he'll be giving horses uh, a fair bit of weight. Uh, so I'd probably say on uh, form, a horse like uh, a Zeke, uh, sorry, uh, Suguzu and, and even Acrophobic. I know it's a long time ago, but you know he's run fourth in a Group Two, and and he's got to give him weight also. So um, yeah, not a lot between them, but I wouldn't say that Ezekiel should be clear cut. That's so. What does it mean, mate, to to have four runners in your country championship heat there at Tamworth? What does it mean for the town, and um, what does it mean for a trainer like you to have four runners engaged? And what would nearly be your biggest race now in Tamworth? Yeah, it is. Um, no, it's just great to uh, this, obviously, four or five days, and they've all got to uh, get there in one piece. But uh, uh, I think I've had sort of, uh, I think I had four runners, uh, I think, three years ago, and the other years we've had multiple runners. So it's a race that we always target, and uh, owners come from all over uh, Australia for the week and make a weekend of it. They'll sort of start coming sort of Friday, and um, get around the town and, and come to the race on the Sunday and stay the Monday even. So we try and make a weekend of it. And if the horses look like being eligible for the race, it's something that we uh, aim up at because uh, just terrific prize money. And if you are ever lucky enough to make it down to Sydney, it's just a, a great experience. So if you so if you've got four runners all right, and you don't finish in the top two, do you try and go to... The, the race that you can try and qualify outside of your heat? Yeah, for sure. Uh, been lucky enough to qualify twice um, through the wild, wild card. card yeah. So, yeah, it's it's down at Scone, very fair track. And uh, I think I've had uh, Pellerin and then even last year, Edit run second, and which got him into the uh, final in Sydney. So uh, all four of these horses, if they didn't qualify, would, uh, would go to Scone um, in three weeks' time. And it's we're quite lucky that it does that fits in quite well to where it's sort of three weeks to scone. And then if you're uh, lucky enough to go to Sydney, it's a fortnight later. And is it difficult trying to like keep an eye on the other gallopers around country, New South Wales, because looking at the market, there's gallopers, as you point out from Goulburn, they've got that Albury heat mm-hmm. sees a few of the favorites going around as well. And there's some of these horses that you just mentioned aren't even in the market. 
Yeah, for sure. One thing I have, I was only thinking this morning that uh, in years gone by, I've really watched the other horses. But as my stables, uh, I think the first time we won a heat here in Tamworth, I had 18 in work. And uh, this morning we've worked 51 horses. And um, <laughs> I haven't had a... Yeah, I, I don't really watch the other horses anymore. I've got, got enough on my plate. So we just worry about our own and do our best. And races like the country championship and, of course, you targeting of the, the Magic Millions Country Cup there during the Magic Millions Carnival, um, it sees that your team has grown because of the prize money that a country stable can race for now. Oh, for sure. Just even the supporting races on Sunday, Gareth, you know, they're racing for thirty and 40000 in, in restricted uh, country races here on Sunday. We're in a very fortunate position with racing New South Wales and and obviously look at the highways, they're, they're every, pretty much every week. And, and then the Kosciuszko later in the year, we're, we're in a very fortunate position. Do you play a part at the classic sales or some of the sales that are going on at the moment? Or you're a trainer that just looking for horses sent to you or homebred gallopers or tried horses um, that head uh, into your stable? What's the go there? A bit of mixture of everything. We got one uh, down there with um, Group 1 Thoroughbreds. Jeremy has a party. Um, he uh, has a nice mare with me, La Melody. I think she's won three, three from five or something like that. And she ran in a Kosciuszko last year. He purchased one down there. Um, yeah, and there's, I think there's shares available uh, in, in that cult. Um, yep. that, and then we'll head over to Adelaide um, this year. And uh, and then obviously we're always, um, Australian Bloodstock's always very active with, with the tried horses. So uh, a real mixture. And then I, I do get a lot of... Uh, fillies out of Melbourne that I enjoyed taking on um, that, you know, to win a couple of races before they go to start in the Hunter Valley and it's something I enjoy doing. So, um, yeah, I've had some nice, uh, I'm invincible fillies uh, for Seamus Mills in the last 12 months. And yeah, they, they come up and they're very hard to beat because they're, they're just so well-bred. Looking at the bet three, six, five market for the country championship, we might have to ask the, the team there if they can put in, um, Sagusa went to the market. I've been looking for Sagusa and I can't find Sagusa in the market. So we might have to get that done, Cody. For sure, for sure. No, I think he's. Um, I think he's just been beaten a couple of times at, at Caulfield. Um, so that's normally um, pretty good form for for a country championships. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's up and about here this morning, so he should run well on Sunday. All right, mate. You go and get them on. Um, Sunday afternoon. Oh, it's a big day for your stable, a big day for the town of Tamworth. How many people will roll out to the Tamworth Turf Club to watch the country championship? All oh, right, gee, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I think they're pretty much sold out. And okay. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a big between this meeting and, and the Tamworth Cup in sort of eight weeks apart. Uh, they get a, they're our biggest two meetings uh, by far, and it brings a lot of people to the town. And look, I know I've got sort of best part of 20, 20 runners on on Sunday, so it's sort of a lot of different ownership groups that come for the weekend and hopefully they have a good time and hopefully we get a couple of winners. I know the final fields aren't out just yet. Is there any horse that we should just put into our black book ahead of Sunday, mate? Exonumia in a, in a maiden. Uh, uh, tried horse that, that I purchased and uh, had one start for me and got beat ahead and uh, he's trialled well since in uh, 12 maiden on uh, on Sunday. All right, good luck, mate. You might need a few extra Not hands to help you out there on Sunday as well, but go and get them. No worries. Thanks, guys. There we go, Cody Morgan. So, Sagusa, not quite in any of the markets for the country championship. So, um, keep an eye on that particular horse when the fields come out. And we might have to have a bet there because Cody's got four horses engaged, including the second favourite for the whole series. 
N-S-E-E. I'll have to learn how to pronounce this horse once again. It's a difficult horse to pronounce, even though it's won a country um, championship. Ezekiel or Seekiel. Um, Ezekiel, there you go. Um, hopefully it just doesn't get into the country championship final because it might take me two years to try and work out how do you say it. But um, we'll be on Sakuso anyway in the bet 365 um, oh, for the country championship there on Sunday at Tamworth. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. We'll come back with plenty more. It's news time. Three over twos running up behind them. Gets a late split. Comes at Rostino, who's all out. He's clinging on. Three over two. Went to him, though. And three over two was in front for one stride of the 2400. And it was when it counted. Right on the post, it got Rostino. Thinking man ran third. Fourth, either Stormy or Big Night This was Night a great Rebel. story back on the 12th of February at Bendigo when Nathan Newton trained. His first winner, and he was on top of that galloper as well after it got the cash at Bendigo. And it was a terrific win, and it was a terrific story. Nathan Newton joins us now here on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Um, good morning to you, Nathan. How about that? I know it's a few days back now, but um, it was a terrific day in your career. Yeah, it was, most most definitely. Um I actually worked him on the grass this morning. He worked a treat. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's pulled up um, really good since that run. Yeah. yeah. And it was a terrific story. We saw the emotion that you showed after the race there on racing.com. And you'd been through a lot over the last 12 months after that nasty fall um, at Cassington. And you really had to fight your way back, um, not only to be able to train horses, but to ride once again. How difficult was that? And what injuries did you have to overcome, Nathan? Yeah, last year I had a pretty bad, bad year. I, I lost a couple. Um, unfortunately, they got put down yeah. due to injury. Um, another one broke down. I, I fell off her at Warrnambool too. Um, and then I was riding a horse called Arteca Class at um, Coleraine for Steve Pateman and... Um, it was travelling beautiful and I come to the outside to keep my momentum up and at Coleraine there there's um if we race on the inside of the track, um, there's about a metre and a half gap from the outside of the wing to the inside running rail of the course proper. And about three strides out I could feel the horse grabbing the left rein, looking at the gap. And then um I reckon it was a stride out. It, there was just no contact at all. And I thought, beautiful, it's going to jump it. And um, unfortunately, the horse ducked the gap and I went through the wing. And um, at the start there, I was complaining of a sore wrist because my, my hand went black. And um, they put a cast thing on me. And um, I was walking around all right. And then I said to the stewards, uh, James Hitchcock, I said, I'll... Oh, I'll go get checked out tomorrow, being the race is on Sunday. So I drove back to Wangaratta on Sunday night. and um, But every time I'd move around on the driver's seat, I'd get a real sharp pain down in my um, pelvis area. Um, and I went to the hospital on the Monday morning and um, got scans and x-rays done. And the doctors come out and said, yeah, there's nothing wrong with your wrist. Your wrist is still swollen is because um, old mate's done the bandage up too tight, but you've got a broken pelvis. So um, I sort of got a bit emotional then. Like I've got all these horses 
young ones that were coming in and um, to bring up to do a bit of work with. And so I had to get um, a couple of girls here from Wang to ride them. They were, it was actually really grateful for them to do that, get them up and going. Um, but I was out in the sidelines for three to four months. And how difficult was that, mate? Just obviously being a jump jockey, you've only got a certain amount of the year to, to earn some earn some money with the season. And then if you're just starting off your own training career, that it's difficult to take time off like that and to keep the owners happy and keep um, people working your horses. So how did you get through that period? And how difficult was it? Um. Yeah, it was a little bit difficult. Like one of the horses at the time, um, she's a bit of a handful. I normally only ride her because she's got a few party tricks up her sleeve. Um, but the Brittany Button, she did a really good job with her, getting her going. Um, they got her up to jump out stage and we were able to give her a trial and then we tipped her out and they've only just come back in them once, them young horses. But just sitting on the sidelines, um, like I like riding my own horses, obviously, at least I, so I can get a feel of them, um, and I, at least I know what they're going to be like. But yeah, it was terrible sitting on the sidelines for so long because I was twiddling my thumbs every day. Yeah. Um. So how? Yeah. Well, it's been it was a great achievement to see what you were able to do, Nath. Um. Tell us about how you were able to get three over two into your stable. Yeah. Well. We his stable name's DJ. His his brand is DJ. So we just we just keep calling him DJ. Um, he was on the bloodstock auction site, and I seen Lee Horner. I think, I reckon it was at Hamilton Ra- um, Highway races one day, and I said, "Oh, that horse he got up for sale." I said, "Do you think he'll win a, bo- a race over the border somewhere? It's a lot up New South Wales." He goes, "Oh, I'm not too sure." And I, I just left it at that, and um, the horse didn't sell on the website. And Lee um, rang me and said, oh, yeah, he didn't sell. Do you want him? I said, yeah, no worries. Um, so Lee brought him to the next lot of um, Cranbourne trials, jumping trials, and I took him home. Um, and we we only ended up getting him for $400. 400 bucks. How much did you win yep. when you won that race at Bendigo? No, it was twenty grand, <laughs> or twenty thousand six hundred and twenty-five, I think it was. Well, and he's flying again, as you said. I thought you sent him out to the paddock, but you worked him on the course proper today at Wangaratta. Yeah, no, when I when I got him, um, yeah. he, he wasn't like being by raise the flag. I think they're not matured until they're his age, seven, eight. Yeah. Um, so when I got him, I. I was doing a bit of work with him um, and he just wasn't working the way I was liking him to work. So I, I tipped him out for a while, like three months, I think it was, um, and then brought him back October, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great story, mate. You should be so proud. So um, we wish you the best of luck with three over two. The last one before we let you go, Nath, when are you starting him again? Um, there's a race in a couple weeks time. I think it's on the 7th of March. Uh, yep. there's a benchmark 58, 2600. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll go towards there. Um, and then after that, I'll get him ready for 
the Warnable May Carnival. And that would be some story if you can go to Warnable and win with the $400 horse. Um, despite who wins the annual and the Wongoom, that to me would be hard to beat as the, the story of that famous carnival, mate. Um, great story, perseverance, never giving up. You should be proud, brother. Well done, Nathan. Hopefully yeah. the success continues on for you, mate, and all that hard work and dedication and sacrifice pays off. Cheers. Thank you very much. You're a good man. There's Nathan Newton. Talking about a really good comeback story, Tiana Robertson is just that. She's been through a lot as well. She's a very good trainer, but recent, recently she lived her dream once again when she went out to a bush meeting in WA and tasted success in the saddle as well. So we'll hear Tiana Robertson's story straight after this. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour here on Giddy Up this Tuesday morning. Welcome back to the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. It's time for the Black Book segment. Looking forward to catching up with Mickey Gaddam from the Great Tip Off. G'day, Mickey. Good morning, G. How's the intro music? Unbelievable. Now, Cody Morgan, I think we found a black book, or I have anyway, Saguso. Um, I think with some, you can get $11. I think around Bet365, you'd be getting around $11 anyway for the country championship final. And he might be hard to beat in his heat at Tamworth on Sunday. Without a doubt, G. Uh, I strongly agree. Anytime Cody Morgan takes one to Tamworth, well, you know, he trains there, but... Wow, like so, so strong. Is there a jockey book for that horse yet? No, not yet. Not yet. If you see an Aaron Bullock book there, oh, right, watch then. out. We'll get yeah. on. So what about your black bookers? We'll start up in the, the northern part of New South Wales. Yeah, mate, we're going to kick off Tyree on Sunday. There's a horse called Bull's Blood for the Stephen Jones Yard, um, owned by a battler in uh, 1G Harvey. Aaron Bullock was uh, was aboard this on this occasion. This horse sat on speed in a three-way tussle for lead. Dead set put them away by 4.46 lengths, and its last 600 metres of that race was one second faster. So roughly, you know, four lengths quicker than anything on the day. And that's very, very impressive. So Bull's Blood is a horse that must go in your black book. It'll progress to its grades quite easily, and you might see it in uh, in town sooner rather than later. What about the southern part of New South Wales, mate? Mate, there was one at the Sapphire Coast yesterday. Uh, it drifted significantly in the market. It was about $6 to uh, $13. And I couldn't really work out why. Uh, it was obviously because from the wide draw, they wanted to ride it negatively. It did. They did that. It was beaten by a horse called Our Witness, which led. This horse is called Mystic Diva. It was in race two at the Sapphire Coast. Go check it out. It's under $13, but it made up some serious ground late. Put a nice little gap on third. It'll be coming out winning next start. And hopefully with that SPO profile of $13, we might still get around that, you know, $7 or $8 mark. If the bookies miss it, this thing is flying and it'll be winning next start. That is Mystic Diva for the Teresa Baker Yard. Love it, Mickey Gaddam. What's your best bet around country New South Wales this week? Oh, mate, I tell you what, I can't wait to see the um, the, the country um, cup, uh, sorry, the, the country championship qualified down at Albury. I think that's yep. a cracking race. Uh, keep an eye out, punters. We'll probably have a bit of a bit of a chat about it, um, you know, over the weekend. But there's a couple, Mitch Beer, a couple of really talented horses there, and that looks like the strongest probably area heading heading north. You know, we've seen horses like another one come through that qualifier. So very keen to find one for us there later in the week, G. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Mickey Gannon. Thanks, mate. And Benny said joins us for his black bookers in country Victoria. G'day, Benny. Morning, Gareth. Take it away, mate, with your black bookers there in the Garden State. Mate, we've just got we've just got the one black booker today. Yep. This filly did run yesterday and we were with her. Named by Miss Millhouse, owned by Yabby Dam Farms, trained by Archie Alexander. 
Look, this filly, she, she ran really well yesterday. She ran second over the 1,200 metres. Uh, Lindsay Smith saw us just sort of railed like a greyhound around the turn and didn't really give her a chance to run it down. I think yesterday was over the 1,200 metres. Look for her to step out over 1,400 and beyond. I think she's a, she'll be a really nice bet next start. She looks to have a lot of ability. I think they paid around 250000 for her okay. at the sale. So... Um, she's well bred and look, she looks to have nice ability. Look for her to step out over a bit more ground and be very hard to beat. He's too good, Paddy Driscoll. He's owning trotting winners. He's got some of the best trotters in Australia. And, um, now he's started into the gallops. He's got some brood mare band as well, and he's kicking plenty of goals. So he deserves all the success that comes his way. So well done to, to Paddy Driscoll and the team there. Um, at Archie Alexander's. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, brother. And we'll catch up with you a little later on. No worries, Gary. Thank you. There's a black bookers there on the, the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. We'll take a break. And when we come back, Tiana Robertson will be joining us straight after the 9 o'clock news. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's a very good morning to you, wherever you may be listening, right across the country on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Uh, we're still with the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Looking forward to catching up with our next guest from WA. Tiana Robertson, who shot to fame when she was able to train a superstar filly in Fabuccino, who raced to the highest level there in WA. And she even had success when Tiana campaigned with her in Victoria. But she's a very talented horsewoman, Tiana Robertson. And recently she went to the Conjun Up um, races in WA to ride. She was training and riding and she had a double on that program at Kunjan Up and she joins us now on the line for the Bet365 Country Racing Out. Hello to you, Tiana. Thanks for your time. Morning. Thank you. Did you always want to do that? Um, go out and, and race ride at a, a picnic meeting like you did just over a week ago and how was it um, riding and training a double there on that program? Well, it was actually a trouble. Trouble. But... Oh, sorry, <laughs> no, Tiana. How good. dare I cut you one short? <laughs> No, I've done it a few times. Um, whenever all the stars align, obviously I've been well documented. I've had a lot of injuries along the way. But, um, yeah, the adrenaline that you get for actually riding a horse at speed like that, and um, it's just a lot of fun. So uh, Yeah. Tell us about the surface that you've been competing on. Uh, it, it's a once-a-year track, so yep. it's obviously mostly a paddock. It's pretty hard and it's pretty fast, but, um, yeah, it's good fun you you get to ride them every day in track work but to go out and have that bit of competition about it obviously um it it really sort of is a pinnacle of why we do this yeah so kunjan up tell us where where that is it's about halfway between perth and albany so it's south it's about three and a half hours from perth um just a little farming town so yeah. yeah, it's it's good for the town, those sort of country meetings. Everyone gets along and they all frock up and yeah. there's games in between the races. So it's it's good fun. It's just yeah. real country racing at its finest. So. Yeah, so how many people would turn up for that once-a-year race meeting? Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Maybe there's two yeah. or 3,000. But oh, okay. for a town with a very small population, I yeah. think they get a good, big turnout. You know, a lot of people sort of target those meetings. It's, I know a lot of people come up from Albany and a lot of people went down from Perth and there was even trainers that had trekked down from Jelton. So I think that would have been about an eight-hour eight hour trip for them. So okay. it was a really good day. And as you point out, Tiana, this is what racing's all about, that this is the heart and soul of the sport when you can have those type of meetings that um, brings communities together. 
Yeah, for sure. Obviously, everybody wants to be getting winners at Flemington, but getting winners anywhere where everybody's involved is always fun. So, you know, the whole stable come down with us and owners of the horses, and it was just a really good weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's where most people start, and it's where you always try and get back to. So, yeah, it was a really, really good, fun, fun weekend, and obviously good to be back on the horses after a couple of years with injuries, um, yeah, to still be able to do it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Fabicino was your superstar filly slash mare, and she had success. I think you won a race with her at Flemington. And um, what was the bigger thrill, riding a treble that day at Kunjanup or training a winner at Flemington? Oh, I don't know. I don't think you can compare them. They're both in their, in their own right. They're both very exciting. Um, obviously, to actually be on the horse yourself, everybody wants to train at Flemington, and and it's it's very different. But obviously, the adrenaline that goes with it, while when you're on top of them as well, is a really good feeling. So, but we're we're obviously aiming to find the next horse to go back to Flemington before we find the next horse to go back to Codes Up. Yeah, and how's the body feeling? Because you're in hospital for a long time. I think going back, what in 2020 when you were, uh, I think you were kicked quite badly. Um, when you were training Fabergino and how's the body feeling after that, that nasty accident? Yeah, it's uh, obviously every year I, I have an, another couple of injuries and I'm yeah. not getting any younger, but it's all holding up pretty well. I think I had nearly seven months off after that injury, but, um, you know, I, I enjoy being able to ride my own horses as part of the training. It's just the way that my training sort of set up. So you're always working really hard to, get back to peak fitness from these injuries so you can do the best by your horses. So it, it's mostly pretty good, but it, it does know that it's been been riding horses for a few years. Yeah. Hey, one of my favourite horses in WA is Juicing Carrots. Now, he's a 10-year-old by Black Tom, and he's won just under $500,000. He's competed in some of the biggest races in WA, but you had the privilege and honour to ride him in the Kunjanup Cup. Um, carrying what's um, how many kilos? Seventy nine and a half kilos, kilos eighty yeah. kilos. So, what was that like? That was it was good. I mean, he was obviously the best horse in the race. But when you've got that much dead weight on your back, um, he tried really hard, but yeah. he was set a task. So, um, yeah, but it, it's good. Like they, you get horses and trainers from all walks of life. You get some horses that are just doing their best to win a race, and, and some people that target it from a long way out. I know all my horses were targeted from about three or four months out that that's what I wanted to get them to. And, um, yeah, so it's really good. I mean, the, the Cojan Up Cup was won by a maiden, but it come out and won again at the provincial seven days later. So, you know, it is a country racing, but, the you know, the horses aren't always just battlers. They can come out and, and win afterwards. So it just it's good to get the people that work every day in the mornings doing track work to have a go, seeing what it's, it's life race day. Yeah, I, I'm putting it straight into our diary. Um, the Cojan Up Cup next year will be there. Tiana, watching you kick home, plenty of winners. Um, congratulations with that treble, and um, we wish you the best of luck going forward. You've got plenty of good horses in your stable, but we appreciate your time telling us the the story of your day at the Cojan Up Cup. Awesome, thank you. There's Tiana Robertson there, and that is the Bet Three Six Five Country Racing Hour on this Tuesday. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, it is Bag of Tips. On this Tuesday.